You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. Hope everybody is having a really good day. I am doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. Just back from Chicago. Had some business to take care of there. My quarterly visit to see my kids. So happy to be home. I'm really happy that Atlanta is still having like this summer weather. It's going to be like 86 degrees today. So I love sun. So I am into it. Anyway, y'all, my mind has been acting all kinds of up, like just acting up real bad. But the beauty of it is when new problems or new challenges present themselves, it's a sign that you've graduated. When you're just cycling through the same challenges over and over again, it's a sign of stagnancy. So, you know, they say the top of one mountain is the bottom of another. And so when you're a person who's progressive, moving, advancing, then you just cycle through these changes, if you will, on a regular basis. So where sometimes we look for a space where we're coasting or where things just get easy, that I don't know that that's going to happen if you're somebody that's committed to growth. So if you stop looking for easy, it won't be so hard or you'll just handle hard differently. Remember, Whenever you're veering outside of what feels normal and comfortable for you, your mind is going to wreak havoc. It is going to throw in all kinds of things, right? And it will remind you of when something didn't work the last time. The mind is so powerful, which is why we really need to have our minds working for us and not against us because it's really a powerful ally. But As you veer away from what feels comfortable, from what feels normal, your mind is really going to try to stop you. And so my mind has been really doing that, right? The difference is I have the awareness of my subconscious mind so I can sit with it and then gently redirect it and still make conscious choices and decisions even though my mind is doing what it does, right? if that makes sense. So yeah, but I've been feeling it and I'm just like, sheesh. So sometimes people think that healing one day, like you heal your mind. Do you, let me, let me, let me park here for a second. People do mindset work and mindset sounds really good. Mindset work is right on the same spectrum as dealing with your mental health right? So if you have mindset challenges, a lot of times you may have mental health challenges, but mindset sounds a lot more palatable. So doing mindset work lends itself not just to a stronger mind, it lends you to thinking better thoughts, thinking more productive thoughts, but also healing your mind. And healing is a lifelong journey. And so if you just settle yourself in the fact that you will forever be healing, then you won't 
feel so bad if you may revisit a space that you thought you had previously gotten over. You probably didn't get over it. You got through that layer of healing that you could handle in that space and time. But what I find is as you grow and your capacity expands, you revisit things because now you're in another layer of that healing and the the cycle continues. So sometimes when it feels like you're regressing, I like to think of it as like a slingshot. It's like being pulled back before you take off, right? Anything that grows needs to go through things that protect the viability and the health of that growth. When you have hair growing, what happens? You get your ends trimmed because they will split and there is dead hair there that will impact the health of the healthy hair. Um, Trees are pruned, why? So that they can be more fruitful, right? Grass is cut. Anything that is growing, there is a process to protect the health of what's growing. Weeds grow in the garden and so you pull them out. And so I feel like this is no different. And then again, you know, I'm in the study of Think and Grow Rich, not just reading it, but actually studying it because I can zoom through the book like I have in times past, but I'm just really taking my time to digest it and chew on it like a steak. You know, steak is tough. I don't even eat steak, but yeah, some of this stuff is feeling to me like I got a whole whole Angus um, over here, whatever it is, that's ribeye, I don't know. But anyway, So last week I talked about desire and the principle of desire and how your desires can be a distraction if it takes anything outside of you to make you feel content and fulfilled. But we talked about the principle of desire and how you needed a burning desire and how you needed to, he talked about money in the book, about, you know, how much money will you have and by what time and what what's your plan to get there. Write it, write it on a sheet of paper and read it aloud once in the morning when you wake up, once before you go to bed. And in addition to that, I suggested, well, I know that I use the I Am app and I have um, declarations that I've recorded that I listen to in the morning. I have something else that I listen to because here's what has to happen, right? Your mind, it's almost like you have to pluck up seeds in your mind that have been so deeply planted and embedded and you have to plant new seeds. So I am constantly planting the seeds of what it is that I want to see produced in the garden of my mind. It has nothing to do with what I actually see, right? I see what I believe. I don't believe what I see. So in my mind, if you think about a seed, a seed goes into the ground and it dies and you don't see the seed, but you nurture the seed, you water the seed, you tend to the seed until you see what it is that you've planted come into fruition. And so we have to approach this, the things that we desire with the same tenacity because everything goes through its own process. But some of us, we plant a seed and then the thing goes into the ground and dies. And it seems like we're just dealing with nothingness and we get discouraged and we stop the process. Then we go plant another seed and we don't see the process through to completion. We don't nurture, water, tend to the seed until we see the thing that we have planted, right? And so a lot of times we are constantly starting over because we keep stopping ourselves. So anyway, 
That was the principle of desire. Uh, This week's principle, he was talking about faith. And so a lot of times people think of faith as a religious principle. And I find I come from a Christian faith and I find that Christians have less faith than people who don't believe. Um, So I'm not talking about religious faith. I'm not talking about faith in God per se, but I'm talking about the principle of faith. And faith will, how can I put it? It's your faith. To, To me, faith is like the compelling force that moves you to action in bypassing even your mind. Like faith for me will allow me to bypass what I'm thinking because a lot of times what I'm thinking is counterintuitive or it's counterproductive. It goes directly against what it is that I have the faith for, if that makes sense. So the principle of faith Some of us have a little faith. Some of us have a lot of faith. But what he suggests in the book is that you have to build your faith. And a lot of times you do that through auto-suggestion. This is why what and who we're listening to, what we're absorbing and reading and seeing and, and visioning is so important because we don't realize the power of those things that go down into our subconscious mind and either reinforce, you know, something that we don't want, right? A lot of times we just haphazardly allow things instead of guarding our minds and guarding what's coming in because we want to create an environment that is filled with faith. And so the environment that is conducive for things to be produced needs positive emotion. So you have to be very intentional about the emotional state that you're in, the emotional state that you are creating. You have to create a breeding ground in your mind and heart so that things can take root and so things can then be materialized. Does that make sense? So some of us, what happens is We just allow ourselves to think whatever, to feel whatever, and we never intentionally like think certain thoughts or meditate on certain principles or manage our emotional states. And then we wonder how like things are not materialized because it's like getting a rose to come up through the brick ground. Can a rose do it? Sure, right? But We have this hard, fallow ground in our minds and hearts that are not really the most conducive for what it is that we need to produce in our life. Remember, thoughts are things. So you want the thoughts that you think to be conducive for what you want to see produced. You want the emotions that you feel to be conducive for what you feel to produce. What emotions do you feel? Your emotions come from the thoughts that you think, right? If you feel sad, unless you have a chemical imbalance or some other diagnosed like condition, not talking about that. But if you feel sad, you are thinking about something that is making you sad. If you feel angry, you are probably thinking and mulling over something that is causing you to feel angry. So we can be very intentional about the thoughts and thus, therefore, the emotions that we are feeling by what we are thinking. Now, this feels like too much work to some of y'all, which is why 
When you just allow your mind to think things by default, you cannot possibly be surprised by what it is that you see in your life. Listen, your subconscious mind is so brilliant that it will carry out, it will seek to carry out in the most practical way what it hears repeatedly, right? So remember, the reason why this is so important is because most of our subconscious minds have been programmed and have been conditioned with thoughts that are the antithesis of what it is that we actually desire, right? Because the environments that we grew up in, our subconscious, our minds were open. And so they were programmed and conditioned with whatever the most dominant thought and feeling of our family was. And a lot of times it was dysfunctional or a lot of times it was scarcity and poverty. So how much more important is it then that we seek to give new information to our subconscious minds so that our subconscious minds can then seek to carry out the things that we consciously desire now. Does that make sense? So I was thinking about this. I was just like, what am I listening to? Who am I listening to? Who am I around that goes against the thing that I say that I want now? Because you know what's going to happen? What? I'm cutting it off. Just, I, just as simple as that. Does this lend itself to the thing that I say that I want? No, I'm cutting it off because I can consciously choose to support, to create an environment for my subconscious mind to carry things out and support me in carrying things out. I'm hoping this makes sense to y'all, right? So like, if, um, let's see, let me, let me, let me give you another example of this, right? A lot of people only discuss what is. What is, it's not that what is is not factual, but what is, when you constantly discuss what is, say if it's a problem or a persistent problem or a persistent challenge, you are repeating the story, repeating what is, and what are you doing? You are giving your thoughts, you are giving your emotions, you are giving your energy to um maintaining what is because that is where your focus is you're not you're speaking about what is as opposed and a lot of times what is is something that we don't want as opposed to speaking about thinking about lending your emotion to the state where you would be if you you thought about what you would like it to be does that does that make sense people that speak about what they believe as opposed to simply what they see those people we call crazy. No, those people understand that it makes no sense for me to continually rehearse what is when what is is something that I do not desire. But what happens is because thoughts are things, they will gravitate and pull and magnetize other thoughts, which is how you end up with groupthink, which is how you end up with people that are trauma bonding and constantly having the same discussion about what is, about a reality that they don't desire, but they are not consciously choosing or looking at changing. It's why a lot of times 
If I'm having a challenge, I'm not discussing the challenge with people. It's not that I'm not real. It's because I'm looking to transmute my my whole entire thought process into what it is that I desire, not what it is that I'm currently experiencing. My mind is focused on the solution. My mind is focused on what it is that I believe, not what it is that I currently see. You see how important that is? So a lot of what we say we desire, our thoughts, our emotions, our words, our actions, they are the polar opposite of that. And you cannot tell me that you don't feel the inward pull between what you say you desire and where you are. The thing is, we just haven't done anything about it, either because we were ignorant, simply meaning that we didn't know, or we felt more empowered to just stay in the victim mode and just talk about it, just moan, just vent, just complain, just whine, right? But that does not get you through to a solution. So faith requires an environment that is conducive for it to materialize, but also action. When you are simply discussing what is, which is usually, again, what you don't want, your mind is not focused on the actions that you need to take or inspired actions to get you to another place, right? So protecting your mind, protecting what is going into your mind is so, so, so important. If the subconscious mind is simply looking to produce, create the thing that is its dominant thought, then it is your job to give your subconscious mind an environment and the thoughts that you wanted to create and produce. If you think about it, 95% of everything that we do is on autopilot. 95% of us, the subconscious mind is running the show and we don't even recognize it. We, We just think, This is just who I am. This is just how I am. So either take me or leave it. No, 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 no. A lot of it is you believe that it's who you are because you've been that way for so long. You believe that this is who you are, not understanding you've been conditioned to be that way. When your subconscious mind was subject to influences and subject to people and you didn't know. You know how children are so pliable and they're so innocent and they're so open and they believe anything? In many instances, we have to allow our minds to be malleable and pliable in that way way again in a child likeness so that we can then plant seeds of faith, seeds of the things that we want to see materialize because the stuff that's in there is not giving us what we desire, right? If you think about it, the same energy and power that goes to create sickness, poverty, disease can also lend itself to healing and abundance and wellness, You get to choose two sides of the same coin. If you're going to expend energy anyway, why not expend the energy in the direction of your desires as opposed to settling for struggle? Struggle takes energy from you. It takes as much, if not more, energy to struggle as it does to thrive. You get to choose your heart. And a lot of times we've chosen just what is as opposed to what could be, okay? So again, I'm not talking about faith from the religious principle of faith. That's not what I'm saying. People will always say faith without works is dead and all of these other things. And um, no, I'm I'm just talking about the principle of faith. And the principle of faith bypasses your senses, your mind. Like the things that I have faith for 
It has nothing to do with anything that I could see, anything that I could reason to be, because it is beyond me. It is beyond me. It is a spiritual, not a religious principle. So when I set my mind towards something that I have faith for, it's like I'm moving through this belief in something that I absolutely cannot see physically yet, but I see it in my mind's eye. You know, everything is created twice. So it's created in this realm, and then it's going to be created in the material realm. It's created in the unseen, and then it's created in the seen. My job is to be tenacious until it manifests in the seen. I don't even like using the word manifest anymore, but until I see it in the physical realm. If if it's I see it in my mind's eye and in the unseen realm, right? My job is to hold on to it and to nurture it and to pursue it until I see it in the actual physical, tangible realm. So when people would always tell me you're out of your mind, I'm not out of my mind, I'm out of your mind. I don't need you to see what I see because this is my life. This needs to be produced in my life, not yours. So people will think you're crazy until they see it and then be like, man, you got so much faith. Mm-hmm, I know. Do you know what I mean? So this is between you and you. Remember I said last week, Find someone whose faith you can follow. Faith is a principle that bypasses your emotions, your fears. It does not mean that you don't feel those things because two things can be true at the same time. I believe, help my unbelief, but I'm still moving in the direction of the thing that I see that I believe is going to materialize. Here's the other part about faith and your subconscious mind. You don't even have to believe it. This is why people tell you about the power of visualization and the power of getting in the feeling of the thing because your subconscious mind does not know truth from what's not true yet. Your subconscious mind is just looking to carry out the thing that it has been repeated to it and has become the most dominant thought. Whether it's true or untrue matters not. So you can create such an environment that you are visualizing and you are feeling as if, and then you are giving these instructions to your subconscious mind over and over and over until that then forms your conscious mind and you begin to move in that direction. This is why, like my, what went off last night? Um, I think, I can't, I didn't have, I don't usually sleep with the TV on. But when I woke up, I realized that I didn't have my I am declarations going. So I had a, my computer was right there. I turned on a YouTube, this this um, um, affirmations on YouTube. And so it's all about money and it's all about increase. And it goes for an hour and a half and then it plays over. So while I was asleep, what did I do? I let that play. When I turn over or go to the bathroom or whatever, it's just playing. I don't have to be consciously aware of what it's saying. I heard it when I was awake, but I don't have to be consciously aware of what it is saying because I know these things are congruent with what I want to be in my subconscious mind. I heard it saying things like, you know what? Money comes to me easily. I don't struggle for money. I'm not limited to one path to get to my financial desire. This particular one was about money. I can handle large sums of money. And so all of these things, 
I was in agreement with it. And so I'm like running. So while I'm I'm sleeping and I'm resting, right? Your your state of rest is when you are the least resistant. So when you try to feed your mind something that it doesn't agree with or understand, your conscious mind will try to hijack that. So while you are asleep, you are the most vulnerable. So in my state of rest, I'm feeding my mind what it is that I desire to see produce. It's why it's a dangerous thing to go to sleep with just the TV on and you don't know what's being programmed into your subconscious mind. I can intentionally put something on that I know I want to see in my life when you are at your most vulnerable, right? So all that to say... The principle of faith does not mean that you just go do something foolishly and you call it faith, right? No, that's that's not what it means. But I can tell you how this works for me. I will have an inspired idea or something that comes up in my, my, my mind and heart. And I know this has come from my spirit, right? And so then... My mind will try to talk me out of it because it feels foreign. So from a program in my subconscious mind, I have to then start to speak the things that create the environment for this idea to materialize. And then I'm taking the actions towards making that thing materialize until I see it. It's not rocket science, but... It is diligence, it is intentionality, it is consistency. It's a lot of the things that we would rather not do. We would just rather lazily think that something is going to happen. Remember, there is no such thing as something for nothing. And this is not all about hard work. I promise you the hardest work that I do is the mindset work. Once I have an environment that is ripe for what I'm looking to create, The rest of it is easy. It's the mindset work because I am going against years of things that have been programmed and conditioned into my mind that don't serve or that are not in congruence with what it is that I say that I want to create. Okay, I hope I broke that down because a lot of times people say, oh, you got to have faith. I don't have it. How do I have it? You do have it. You probably just have it in something that is not producing what you desire. Whatever you have faith in will produce for you. If you have faith in fear, if you have faith in your doubts, if you have faith in sickness, poverty, disease, then you will see more of that. Whatever you have faith in, you will it will produce for you because you are constantly rehearsing a state of mind. You are constantly rehearsing a state of mind, thought processes and things that will allow this to continually exist. So whatever you have faith in will produce for you. So it's not a matter of not having faith. It's a matter of having faith in the things that you you say that you want or in things that move you in the direction of what it is that you desire. Okay, so don't say that you don't have faith. And remember, if you don't have faith for the thing that you desire, that's why I always say find somebody whose faith you can follow. Talk to people who infuse a sense of faith and possibility in you and not people who question your ideas and because they are complacent and they are in places of scarcity or poverty. This is not judgment. This is just discernment. And then you you don't move as readily towards something. It's why I don't fool with a lot of people. I don't have a circle. I don't because I cannot afford for other people's 
thinking to influence me and in what it is that I'm trying to do, right? I don't, it's, it's just not something that I'm willing to do. I'm just that adamant about my own mindset and protecting the environment of my mind and heart because states of mind are contagious. You will talk to somebody and then all of a sudden you're feeling the energy of something that you didn't have before you talked to them, right? And if it's not something that you desire, watch your conversations, watch who you're talking to, watch who it is that you allow to speak to you and what they're speaking about. And it is okay to just be like, I don't have the capacity for this conversation or, uh, you know, however it is that you need to protect your mental state when you are in the process of creating is so important, especially when you're working on something new. Because when think about babies, anything that's new is going to be more vulnerable than something that has been like rooted and grounded and established. So when you're going in a new direction, when you're working on something new, you have to guard that thing like you would a baby, right? Because there are predators in the forms of predatory thoughts and predatory associations that will lend themselves to the demise of what it is that you're looking to do. And ultimately, you are the visionary. You are the person in whose heart that dream or that desire lives. And so it is your job to protect it. It is your job to create an environment of faith. It is your job to build positive thoughts and therefore positive emotions so you can ultimately see the thing that you desire. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of your day.